You are now listening to The Devon Hour on WKNJ 90.3 FM. Hello, everybody. Welcome to WKNJ 90.3 FM. My name is Devin, and this is The Devon Hour. Uh, uh oh, you did not even have your headphones plugged in. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> is my mic nope, it's not even up. There you go. Hello, it's me, Nye Marshall. <laughs> and, and we also have a guest on for today. Two guests. We have Patrick. Hello. And Tasha. Hi there. Yes, and today's episode is my dream episode. We're finally going to talk about LGBTQ visibility on the Devon Hour. Um, but some good news, the Devon Hour is now streaming on every streaming service. So it's streaming on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, and there's two more. CastBox and I forgot the last one. It's okay. <laughs> the main two. Right. iTunes and Spotify. Period. Google Play is up there. Don't play her. Oh, yeah. Google Play. Thank you. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, before we get into our topics, uh, you know, we always do music here. So, two artists I want to highlight are two LGBTQ artists that I very much love. Uh, we always... I played Brent Joy, like, two weeks ago. And he is an amazing artist. He's from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and... His music is great. He just dropped two singles, his first two singles, and they're very good. And then he's dropping his third single on Friday, and he's he just going to casually announce that he has an album coming out. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, but great. dropping all them singles, what did you really expect? <laughs> so I'm excited for him. He's a great artist. You guys should listen to him. Alternative R&B, just amazing. Oh, you just said like, Nashville, Tennessee, and mm-hmm. I heard hee-haw. <laughs> no, he's not a yee-haw queen. Um and then there's also Grace and Chance. So I don't know if everybody, you guys might know Grace and Chance. Do you know who Grace and Chance is? He used to be famous when he was like real young. Yes, very young. Now he's a man mm. and he's fine mm. and his music is good. All grown up, huh? Yes, he has an album coming out on Friday and it's called Portraits. And it's a great album. He recently came out. You too. didn't listen to it. How are you going to say it's a great album? Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. The singles are great. That's what I meant to say. He had a single called uh, Shut Up. And there's another single. We love a good song that says Shut Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a single called Timekeeper. And they're very, very good. So I'm excited for his album. It's a short, cute album, like 34 minutes. It's a nice drive around the corner. Mm. All our faves have been putting out literally like... <laughs> Like mixtapes and EPs, it's like appetizers. 20, I call them minutes. appetizers. They are okay? appetizers because like they're giving that. us a cute little, like a little Listen, precursor to the real, real album. I'm full. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Kaylani dropped her EP. True. Since we're talking about LGBTQ, mm-hmm. Kaylani dropped her EP. It's amazing, and she. First off, she has a song talking about some dude, and then the next song goes into her talking about some female, and I was just like, period. Thank you the for the whiplashes. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. It was a great EP. So, yes, check out those LGBTQ artists. They're awesome. And there's a lot Mm. that you could, there's so many you could find. And this goes into our topic later on with Ariana Grande because um, one of my faves, Eminique, who we talk about a lot here, who I talk about a lot Mm. here, um, he addressed the situation and he was basically saying that. You know, instead of putting these straight artists on these platforms, how about you put the LGBTQ artists? Period. 
period. And he was like, well, th- we don't have like a gay Beyonce. And I was like, well. Haley Kaika? Oh. Ooh. I'm just saying. I'm, I mean. Like, when, when did we forget about Lesbian Jesus? We Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. I've been her stuck too. on her album for so long. Dirty Computer. Mm. Amazing. Beautiful. It's great. So, so, so many artists that we could be listening to, but instead we decided to put the straight artists. We call them our icons, but we can't necessarily call them gay. I don't understand the reason of us calling them gay icons because they're not gay. <laughs> well, <laughs> they could be idols. They can. Right? I guess. Is there is there any um, LGBTQ artists that you guys listen to? You said Janelle Monet. You love the her. internet. Mm-hmm. The internet gives me life, <laughs> uh, metaphorically, and the per- the piercing. Oh my God. <laughs> um, who else? Hmm. Damn. <laughs> I forgot about the internet. It's not enough. Snatch my wig. It's Sid, really not it's Sid, enough. really. Oh, yeah, because you know body is my mm-hmm. bomb. <laughs> I do like uh, Brockhampton because of Kevin Abstract. Yes. Um, Wait, how did we forget about Frank Ocean? Dev doesn't really care for Frank Ocean. I like Channel Orange. Okay. <laughs> but, but like, Blonde was LGBT. that girl. Blonde was something. Mm-hmm. Dev went to sleep. Because <laughs> you're rude. Five times. Because you're rude. He, he, he didn't try it in all three types of alternate states that you can be in. Yeah. You Sober, know what? drunk, and high. There it is. And while I was cleaning. And he went to sleep. That's just rude. That's just rude, and I want you to know that. And I don't know how you went to sleep, because some of that music is loud. I got to turn it down. I went. To, I always say, when I talk about Blonde, I went to sleep after a certain song. Mm. Okay? Excuses. After a certain song, there then is, I go to sleep. There is songs on there that you can skip, but I honestly don't think that it's an album that you go to sleep to. It's well, a did. vibe. It's a lullaby to me. Well, this first artist is Brent Joy with his hit song. <laughs> hit? Spotify hit? Because it's got a lot of streams. So Period. Counts as a hit, right, in today's world? Spotify, streams, yup. Period. So this is Henny <laughs> in the Hamptons. Once again, that was Bren Joy with Henny in the Hamptons. How'd you guys like the song? You say Henny in the Hamptons? Henny in the Hamptons. It gave me some Motown vibes. Did it, did it really <laughs> give yeah, you it Motown? Did. It sure did. It felt like I had to go down the line <laughs> real quick. You know, do the little hop. <laughs> you mean Soul Train? Uh, girl, you didn't embarrass us. This, yes, I did. This black card that you just had. <laughs> Evokes. Yeah, just for a little bit. You're it's not okay. welcome to the barbecue, the first one. <laughs> so, like, what does it expire in two months? Please, I'll be starving. Until it gets warm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when the snow melts. Right. Okay, so, <laughs> as I said early on, earlier, that today's theme is LGBTQ visibility. So uh, we have Tasha, who writes for The Tower, and she has an article coming out speaking on LGBTQ visibility. Can you just talk to us about that a little bit? First of all, let me say it was like pulling teeth doing this article (laughs) because, one, I've had people who were very ambitious about what they wanted to say. And then I've had some other people that felt a little too censored and vague for my taste and ended up not giving me any words to spread across this paper. Mm -hmm. So... It was disheartening, but make sure you stay tuned because it most definitely will shake the table. There you go. And we also have Patrick here who is uh, planning on starting a club for LGBTQ. Can you give us a little bit more details on that as well? Uh, Yeah. So the organization is called PRISM. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, like Katy Perry. Love it. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking about gay icons, 
Oh, yeah. out the door. Um, <laughs> I live. Continue. No, but um, it's just really a group for LGBTQ students, right. people in the community, and especially allies who, or just people who really want to like be able to immerse themselves in uh, just like queer issues and like knowledge and education. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's just about like activism, really getting out there and doing things for the community, raising awareness, education, visibility, especially. Yes. I love that. So um, let's just talk, let's dive deep into like visibility on campus. Is it there? Well, (laughs) (laughs) it is, but it is not at the same time. Elaborate, please. So due to my understanding from my interviews and a little bit of research that I've done, Mm -hmm. a lot of institutions and universities struggle with truly representing and acknowledging their LGBT student body. Mm -hmm. And even though there may be organizations that represents the student body who identify as queer, there is also this interpretation, in my opinion, where they're not truly representing their students the way that they would want to be. Mm-hmm. So that's where the struggle lied, and that's yeah. where it comes with this transparency. Like, what exactly do they want us to know and see when it comes to queer culture? Right. And that's where the struggle lies. What about you, Patrick? Do you think that LGBTQ visibility is like, here? I think it's here. Mm-hmm. I would agree with Tasha when she says it's not here enough. Right. Like we, it's not as prevalent as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she interviewed me for her article, so I don't want to give away too much. But um, like my big question is, is it not here because there's no queer community here? Mm-hmm. Or is it not here because the queer community isn't being allowed to be here, doesn't feel like they have that voice and representation that they should be here? Right. I feel like it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the LGBTQ community here on campus, they don't, they're not as open or as vocal. But then at the same time, Kane don't, I don't feel like they make it comfortable enough. Or different, not just Kane, but other universities and institutions, like they don't make it, uh, they don't make the students feel comfortable to be themselves too much. Right. Like we have it in the rules, we have it in the policies somewhat that you shouldn't like, of course, like you shouldn't discriminate, you shouldn't do that stuff, but that's not enough like people need to be able to see themselves they need to see programming like one of the solutions i came up with was programming Mm -hmm. like having a cane pride or having like a um i don't know drag queens come in here strutting down cougar walk like something Mm -hmm. i see drag queens (laughs) at every other university like they have drag bingo like a drag night yeah please there's no reason why cane can't do that there's no reason why prism's gonna do it Huh? We're gonna do it. We're gonna Prism? bring drag queens to Kane. Period. You There's that's no reason why goal. that's not a thing that's already happening. Or like I said, Kane Pride. Like, come on. If mm-hmm. we can have a Kane Day, there's no reason why we can't have a Kane Pride. It can most definitely happen because we have summer courses. We may not have events happening in the summer, but as we all know, June is our month. So I just wanna see a pride flag up. You know, like I wanna see I want to see promotions on Instagram, on Twitter. I mm-hmm. want, you know, queer students to feel like, okay, they do know that I'm here and they do know that, you know, I'm making my mark. Right. And that's where I feel as though the disappointment comes in because 
When I wrote this article, I didn't want to just talk about the students. At first I did because I thought, okay, maybe we should. But then at some point through the interviewing process, I realized it goes deeper than the students. It goes into the faculty. It goes in through the administration and what kind of values that they uphold. Because I feel as though, even though I may not know that many queer faculty or staff, Mm -hmm. I feel as though they're being silenced as well with the student body, which to me is a great injustice because these are the people that are supposed to be opening the doors for the queer students on this campus and on other campuses. So that brings up the question of, you know, where's the freedom of speech? Where is their freedom in being, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, this needs to be talked about. This yes. needs a discussion, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, do you think that it's an obligation of faculty to be open? See, I don't think <laughs> it should be something demanded of, mm-hmm. but I do think there needs to be a flexibility within the lines of communication because we're living in a day and age where people are coming up with all kinds of pronouns and all kinds of identities and it should be discussed. We're in a very progressive time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And to pretend as if we're not, that's that's just not right. right. <laughs> it's just not. It's almost like ignoring, you know, not to say it's the elephant in the room, but, you know, you, you know it's there. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, we talked about authoritarians. Then mm-hmm. we talked about, like, how, like, if you, why are they allowed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But luckily, you know what's crazy though? Even though we hear them, they can't hear like Good. they can't hear us. That's real crazy, isn't it? Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we talked about people in positions and how if they're going to address certain things within their own, why not address it to everybody, the whole student body? Um, do you feel like? Ooh, about mm-hmm. to shake. Come on, let's do it. Tape. Let's do it. <laughs> do it. I feel it. I'm let's holding go. on tight. Mm-hmm. Come on. I don't want to shake the table too much. I'll do it for you. But we do have some organizations or um, clubs on campus, but what do you think that they're lacking? A backbone. (laughs) I say a backbone. If you are in a position where you speak for the masses, and especially a specific kind of mass, then where is that confidence? Where is that courage of breaking out of that you know, that box. Mm -hmm. When you have a position of power, you know, if you direct a club like how Patrick is doing, Mm -hmm. where you speak about certain issues and a specific kind of people that normally has been discriminated against, have been silenced, have been beaten, just, just, you know, tormented. It's like you're doing an injustice if you're not speaking about that. Mm -hmm. And to me, it kind of pisses me off because what are you doing with that position of power if you're not using it? Mm-hmm. And it's, um, I don't know. I, I just think uh, I was going to curse, <laughs> but, um, it depends on what the curse is. You got to be a punk to be in a position like that and not do anything about what's going on. <laughs> you meant bitch. You can say that. So, you know, um, <laughs> no, cause it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why, why are you so comfortable, you know? Yes. And that's just my thing, because if you are someone and you see these kind of things happening and you don't do anything about it because you don't want to be in an uncomfortable position and you don't want to lose your privileges of being in said position, then what are you doing in that position? Yeah. Like, 
you know, what are you trying to build towards? Because that's going to be with you, you know, wherever you go. If you're going to tell someone what you've done in your life, what really have you done with that position? So I'm just saying. Are you dragging my life right now? (laughs) (laughs) You know. um, (laughs) All headshots. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. Well, Patrick, like you came from another school, right? Yes. And how, what's the difference between like your other school and this school as Um, far as like visibility goes? My other school was a state school. Mm -hmm. It was the University of Rhode Island. So Uh it was, so there we had, um, we had a gender and sexuality center. Mm -hmm. So it was a whole building devoted just for like the LGBTQ community. It was a place that they could go Mm -hmm. and just kind of feel safe. And that's where uh, like programs and things happened. And there were quite, there was, I wanna say quite a few, I don't remember how many, but there were a few groups that were like for the queer community. There was like a men's group, a women's group. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think there might've been like a trans group or something, but they had activities like outside and everything. And like, you could see them on campus. Like if you walked around campus, especially during coming out week, there was like a closet door that they were having people walk through. And so Mm -hmm. it was nice to see. And so coming here, it's just kind of, which might be why I wanted to start PRISM in the first place was because I saw that lack of uh, visibility and just like walking around, there's no like, like Mm -hmm. you don't see the community and especially there might be programs, but I feel like they're not well advertised as much as other programs might be. There was a wonderful, um, like two speakers and a little program in the Human Rights Institute, um, I would say like last month or the other month or something, it was for Pronouns Day, and they had a trans woman and trans man come in, and they spoke beautifully, and there was like a wonderful activity, and it just... I thought it was a great event and I feel like it was something that so many people could benefit from because especially looking at faculty, um, like I go through my classes and especially on the first day when they're like, all right, let's do icebreakers. Let's talk about our name and our major and let's see our favorite movies. I'm like, what about my pronoun? Isn't that more important than my favorite movie? I definitely did go in on one of my professors for that one Mm -hmm. earlier this semester because not trying to, oh, so much tea is about to get. Honestly, <laughs> let's I mean, go. Like, I've been trying to like move around it, but it's fine. Like he's LGBTQ, mm-hmm. and I thought it was kind of annoying that he did not address pronouns. Because I was like, how can you ask us our name and our major, and then you not ask pronouns? So I opened my fat ass mouth and I said, <laughs> so we're also going to um, add on pronouns to whatever he asks Ooh, us to do. Yes. And he was like, well, I really don't care about that. And I said, well, it's not about you. Oh, so- there it is. <laughs> it's, it's hard to assume that just because someone is gay, bi, yeah. queer in the LGBTQ community that they are like knowledgeable about things. Yes. So... But you would think, though, like, you've been you in education think. for all of these years. You would think you would try to, like, at least update something. And adding yeah. pronouns is something that should be automatic to me. I feel like I don't know why a lot of the faculty and staff or, like, a bunch of these professors or adjuncts, like, they just don't include that in their introductions. That should be required. Yes. Because I don't want to go into a classroom and then suddenly I'm misgendering somebody. Last semester, there was a... There was a girl who went by a bunch of different pronouns. Um, and 
I asked I asked her that, and I said her, she's okay with that. But um, yeah, I asked her that, and she was like, "Yeah, nobody ever asked me this," and I was like, "You see, that's a problem." It is because I was in this class with you for all these months, and then here goes this professor calling you whatever he wants to call you, and you, you not speak. I feel like also I feel like it should be a LGBTQ student speaking up on these things as well. Yes, it should be both ways. Granted, safety. That's Safety will always come into play, but yes. when you have to, you know, go against change, when you have to be against the grain, yeah. sometimes, and I'm not encouraging it, but sometimes that's the price. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is that risk that causes that change. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm just saying it's about authority. It's about who's saying what and who's calling the shots. And, I and think responsibility. That's, mm-hmm, that's, that's all where it le- rests, and that's it. <laughs> but Naya, you had something to say. What did you want to say? Um, I was part of Tasha's interview, too. I don't know if she used me or not. But <laughs> I'm going to say this. I'm straight, but majority of my friends are LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. And when I spoke on it, I said that um, we discussed how it was the students and the faculty's job to both come together Thank you. <laughs> and um, in order to like have that um, have like a bigger platform, mm-hmm. do what the students want and what the faculty wants, right? So that it's a safe space for everybody. And then I w- and then we also discussed how there is pride in RSS, mm-hmm. but I feel like on the rest of campus you don't see that. Unless you live on campus and then you know that Pride is on Monday nights at 10 o'clock or whatever. Tuesday nights now. Tuesday nights, 9 to 10 p.m. And how that was kind of sort of more inclusive to uh, students that are residents. Right. And you see that they try to represent the LGBT community like what? like RSS in general, like when you're applying for your roommate, they ask you, are you okay having a roommate mm-hmm. that's LGBTQ? Um, I believe when they, before it opened, it was supposed to be like one floor for like trans people. I think they were talking about that. I don't know if it happened or not. But yeah. it was like, you could see that they were trying to be more progressive as far as like policy and stuff. But just because you change the policy does not mean that that's really opening up a safe space for them students. Yeah. It's still, they need somebody to talk to. Why Why are you exclusively giving them just a floor? They have to be mixed in with the regular population, too. And, and then also, I don't think that's safe. I don't think it's safe either. At first, I liked the idea because... Mm-hmm there's that sense of community that maybe they felt as though they've lacked through these organizations that haven't given that. But at the same time, it could also make them a target. And I think by placing LGBT people within other masses and other groups, it gives that opportunity of educating each other about, Mm -hmm. you know, these cultures that they may not even be familiar with. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you mentioned like how they have that option because Mm -hmm. through the interview that I had with Patrick, He's mentioned that although they give you the option of whether or not you are okay with a friendly LGBT roommate, um, they don't give you the choice of saying whether or not you are that LGBT roommate. Mm. And would you like to take this? Yeah. So (laughs) the option says um, that you are okay with an LGBTQ friendly roommate, Mm -hmm. but there's no place to put that you are an LGBTQ friendly roommate. 
So it just kind of like, how do they know that you are an LGBTQ friendly roommate? They they just kind of assume based off of your answer that you are. And I just I I think that they could do so much more. I think there could be more questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like what ask me like. You know, like if you're gonna ask, are you okay with an LGBTQ friendly roommate? Like, why not ask me, are you okay with, like, I don't know where I'm going, but I know, you know, <laughs> like with a like, trans roommate or with someone. No, who... I, I I was gonna go the other way and say, are you okay with a straight roommate? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just like out there, but like, no, but like there could be more questions so that they can really ensure the safety because. I, you know, I put it down as critical that I have an LGBTQ friendly roommate. Mm-hmm. And then uh, over winter break, I saw that my housing assignment, my roommate wasn't LGBTQ friendly. And so I emailed him immediately. I was like, hey, like, this is a problem. I'm worried for my safety. Like, you need to fix this. And, you know, in the end, they emailed him and, you know, everything was okay. He actually was LGBT friendly. But why wouldn't you put that down on your thing then? I don't know. But there could be more questions. There could be better ways about going about this. And I, like, they should just ask us. Like, I I mean, I personally don't know if there's anyone who like controls housing assignments and all those little questionnaire things, but like, you know, and even if there is, like, they're not a student. So ask us, like, ask us what we're okay with. Get a panel or a little group, sorry, a little study group (laughs) of uh, queer students and ask them, like, what what do we want? And we'll tell you what we want. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to go into a break before we get into hot mess LGBTQ version. Oh, Lord. Oh, I'm very happy about this. <laughs> so coming up, we're also going to be talking about Ariana Grande and her whole situation with Manchester Pride. Terry Crews and his ignorance. And I can't wait to drag him because, boy, we were defending you. But you just had to go ruin it for yourself. Thank you for that. Um, and much more. I'm sorry. I listened to it. Uh, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so because during the break Tasha was going off and uh, <laughs> we will just save that. Okay. Um, so first we're going to talk about Billy Porter and over the was it last weekend during the Oscars was the Oscars this past Sunday? No, no it that was, was not. last week. Last week. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah. So the Oscars happened last Sunday and Billy Porter, the amazing Billy Porter from Kinky Boots. Mm. And Pose, which is a great show. Did you watch Pose? No? No. Gave, Pose. Oh, God. Gay no, Carter Revoked. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I need to. Is it on Hulu? Her yeah, Black Card Revoked. <laughs> right. Is Gay Card Revoked? <laughs> Are we getting something to snatch today, too? I don't Honestly. know. <laughs> um, yes. So, Billy Porter's from Kiki Boots, and he's also from Pose. Amazing show. Uh, he wore a lovely tuxedo dress at the Oscars, and it was gorgeous what i'm confused about when did people have the chance to fix their mouth to say something ignorant about the dress because there was a lot of backlash specifically from the black community about you know masculinity and blase blase bs Uh um and my opinion is it's a great it's a great great outfit and if anything you should be feeling empowered by uh, billy porter he really was showing you that I could sit on the same level as all these other masculine men at the Oscars yes. and still come out and slay. Mm-hmm. How could you fix your mouth and say something with this bad bitch in front of you? I'm confused. <laughs> How can you talk when you're in awe? Right. Because <laughs> I know I would be. To me. 
that was velvet too. If anything, Ooh. you should be happy that he graced you with his presence on the um carpet with that lovely gown. How dare you? There it is. Wait, so he's part of LGBTQ? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I thought he was a straight man. That Period. And even that would have been better. <laughs> that would have been amazing. That would have been crazy. Wait, because <laughs> remember I said that Young Thug had said something about it. Yes, Young Thug. He was like, I hope you guys uh, drag Billy Porter like how y'all dragged me. And <laughs> Young, I was like. I'm not angry. sure what Young Thug is. I'm pretty sure he's straight, but. It doesn't matter. People, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, he's still going to wear whatever he wants. Period. And at the, they're entertainers. They're not like you don't know if that was part of his costume. Like you don't mm. know what that could have been. Like that could have been just a persona of him. Yeah. And it's there for entertainment. It's not there as like anything else. It's a fashion statement. Like if be anything, you sh- people should just be happy that others are breaking down these barriers so you could be out. Could be out here expressing yourself. Amen. Like Billy Porter really went out there because anything could have happened to him, and he went out there in that dress and said, "I'm coming through." Mm-hmm. Period. He was ready for his wedding. Right. He was ready <laughs> to get married on the red carpet. Okay. Right. And that tux in a tuxedo dress. Period. <laughs> now I want to see some tuxedo dresses at LGBTQ weddings. Like everything. Oh my god. That was a movement, and you said it was velvet. Yes. Period. That's, mm-hmm. that's why. I was Let that me get dark. some bedazzle on it. And right. But you saw he had the ruffles and everything. Mm-hmm. He brought me back. I, I'm suddenly in the Victorian era, right. and I was living. Right. So that's literally what I thought of, though. Like I thought of like, like some old stuff where like the white men wear like the the wigs and stuff. Right. That's, yeah. that's literally right. what I thought of when I saw him. Them like knee-high socks it and was everything? it was I did not I didn't even address that he was wearing a dress. Like I don't even think that it clicked. Right. The more I saw pictures of him, I was like, oh, he's wearing a dress dress. Like, other than that, I just saw a suit. Right. And I don't know if it's because I'm, like, oblivious or, like, nonchalant. And I kind of sort of tend to let a lot of stuff go over my head. (laughs) But that was something that literally went over my head until I seen people talking about it. And I was like, what's wrong? Yeah. It was like, he's wearing a dress. And that whole conversation, masculinity is tired (laughs) and worn out. Like a lot of your outfits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So moving on (laughs) Ariana Grande So she's been receiving a lot of backlash Because (laughs) That was a big ass sign Because I'm just tired Um, So she's been receiving a lot of backlash Um, If you guys don't know She's going to be performing at Manchester Pride And a lot of people started dragging her Because of the prices Because it was very very overly priced Apparently I didn't Mm -hmm. see the prices this is what the people are saying. It, but it's always expensive to go to anything Ariana Grande. I looked at her oh, sweet yeah. inner tour tickets and I said, "Girl, not with this one number one single you got. Don't play with me." Right. I'm just. You know she responded to the criticism. She and the did, backlash. and so I will read it. What did she say? <clears throat> this is my first time hearing it. <clears throat> Get ready. <laughs> <laughs> Tasha's just ready to drag her. Do we know like, what is she responding to exactly? She's responding to the backlash about the uh, prices, so about this, the prices, the as well as people saying that she's exploiting the LGBTQ community. Okay, so but um, we already knew that, did we? So she said, I "Hi, my love. I have nothing to do. Hi, I guess she's meant hi, my loves. <laughs> my oh, lovely. she wanted to be Monique." <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. <Very good. laughs> I have nothing to do with the ticket pricing. Manchester Pride set those rates, and they're mostly out of my control. The LGBTQ community has been so special. She wrote a lot. She has been so special to me <laughs> and supportive throughout my entire career. The relationships I have with my LGBTQ fans, uh, friend, fans, friends, and family make me so so happy. I want to celebrate and support this community regardless of my identity or how people label me. And also, I want to visit a city that means so much to me, meaning Manchester, because the Manchester bombing. Um, where was I? Oh, LGBTQ representation is incredibly important, and I'm always proud to share the stage. <laughs> <laughs> share the stage with LGBTQ artists. I'm unsure what she means by that. Is there LGBTQ uh, artists tagging along with her? Gotta be. Or maybe she just means like or is she the headline after her, or maybe or like uh, maybe songwriters and stuff. Is she the is she sure. the headline? I'm assuming it's Ariana Grande. She has to be the headline. Let's see this lineup. <laughs> um, uh, over the years, Pride events have been headlined by performers and artists of all sexual orientations and genders, including straight allies like Cher and Kylie Minogue. True. I do think there's room for us to talk about these issues without equating a performance for an LGBTQ audience with exploitation of the LGBTQ community. If you truly feel like I didn't deserve to be offered the spot, I respect that. But I did accept it excitingly and gratefully. I am not claiming to be a hero for the community or the face of the LGBTQ rights movement. I just want to put on a show that makes my LGBTQ fans feel special and celebrated and supported. That's all I want to do. Period. She didn't say, she didn't put period in the, but there was a period at the end. Okay. <laughs> okay, how do you guys feel about that? Talk to you Cher. go first. <laughs> Did she really just compare herself to oh, Cher? Cher has been around and she has been nothing but the face and the mother of the LGBT community. Okay. I just want to point out that her face and her aesthetic and everything that she has done within her career has been a reflection within the drag community and the transgender community. She shows up at any kind of pride. And she stays there. Sis is still in Las Vegas to this day. So I just want to ask Ariana Grande, where is her comparison to this legend in comparison to her? With that being said, Ariana Grande, I feel as though she has shown her support to the LGBTQ community a lot. Grant, she's also a, a theater child. She's been exposed to a lot of LGBTQ. She has been on RuPaul's Drag Race. She have done New York Pride before, I believe. So... I, I don't see the issue necessarily, and I don't see what she's doing as exploitation. I think she's always been uh, vocal about the LGBTQ issues. Even her brother, her brother. <laughs> Frankie, oh, right. she's been very supportive of, supportive of Frankie. So I have never, I don't understand the exploitation. Like, I don't know, I don't understand that. She's just somebody who's headlining a Pride concert. Patti LaBelle also been at, New York Pride before. Demi Lovato was at New York Pride before. So I don't see the issue. And yes, Kylie Minogue. And I don't... These are not necessarily gay icons. They're not gay people. Mm -hmm. But they are artists that the gay community idolize because these artists have used their platform and their privilege to speak on these issues. So I have no issue with Ariana being at Pride. All I will say is, though, the prices need to come down, girl, because... I don't know who told you 
I'm dragging her for the sweetener tour because she tried it. Do it. I do not know who told you to have those seats all the way at the tippy top be $200. Girl, what? you better relax. Beyonce tickets wasn't even $200 at they the They weren't. Top. They weren't. They oh, weren't. Because oh, I bought tickets the same day that she was coming. They were not. And I think I spent like, what, $90 per ticket? And mm-hmm. she said Pride, Manchester, they come up with those prices. That's ridiculous. But, but it may, those tickets may be that expensive for how big they are going to have to have security. Oh, Don't forget. Yeah, you're right. And also probably depending on the, the space her, that she's performing and her, her set. the terrorist attack, the fact that it's Pride. Yeah. The, nine times out of ten, they're paying for their safety. That's mm-hmm. honestly, truly what I think it is. I'm glad you brought that. That's up. what they're paying for. I don't mm. because have you compared prices from last year's Pride mm-hmm. to this Pride? Is it cheap? I don't really know. I've never right. been to Pride, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. The fact that it's in Manchester, they already had. She already had a bombing at her tour, mm-hmm. and then on top of it being Pride, it. Having to be with safety right. at the end of the day. That's a good observation, Naya. Very good. That's the straight person in me. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, what do you feel about this whole situation? I mean, she says she has nothing to do with the ticket prices, which could be true to an extent. But <laughs> if she is the headliner, then they depend on her. So she could really give some leeway. And I think that. Pride in general kind of doesn't uh, tailor to most audiences. Mm-hmm. The, like Most of the events are 21 plus. Most of the events are late at night. Most of the events you have to pay for. And because if you look at, I mean, Ariana Grande's like fan base. Yeah, I'm sure most of them are older now. But like, especially my first Pride, my mom and dad didn't know I was going. If I, <laughs> if I had to pay to do something for Pride, which, I mean, I couldn't afford to do anything for Pride. Because, I mean, I didn't have like the money at the time and I couldn't ask mom and dad I couldn't ask mom and dad hey can I have money to go see Ariana Grande at the gay fest in Manchester (laughs) (laughs) they would have been like we're gonna pray for you son (laughs) that's also what they paid for drinks Mm -hmm. (laughs) the whole event itself but I I think it it should just be more accessible and more inclusive for the people who want to go I agree because when Demi Lovato was at New York Pride I was like what grown folk are going to go see Demi Lovato I was confused they might Mm -hmm. go for the just for the time right you know just to have for the summer right that's what they went for (laughs) right they probably just went just to go but like yeah Ariana's definitely her fan base is definitely 16 to 21 years old yeah (laughs) yeah and I also I think going back to her being like a gay Yes. Idol. A gay idol. There you go. say icon, mm-hmm. but no. Um, She's not big enough yet. I mean, I think, like, especially with Cher and how she mentioned Kylie Minogue. Um, Ky- Kylie Minogue. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh I think, you know, at one point they were gay idols and they still are. Mm-hmm. But I think it's their time to, like, step aside when we have idols like, um, who are we talking about for Ariana? No. Uh, Eminem, Janelle Monet. Oh. Yeah, all um, well, all the people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Um uh, uh, Kim Petrus, um Years and Years. Right. right. So Frank Ocean, that's who we were talking about. Eminike, mm-hmm. the yes. artist, he was saying that we should if you guys don't want Ariana there, then you should be buying and supporting LGBTQ artists. Mhm. If you don't want Ariana there, support these artists so they could get there. 
Period. And I, there's no reason why Emanique is not um, headlining Pride. He's big in the UK. Yes, he is. There's no reason why Years and Years are not headlining, headlining Pride. They're big over there. So they should be the main ones headlining this. There's nothing wrong with having... I think Where's the gays Troy would enjoy Sivan? it more. Where's Troy? Oh, Troy Sivan. Where, where? He's been all over. He's right. so big right now. Right. And there's a bunch of LGBTQ DJs, like Sophie, like mm-hmm. trans. Like, that's amazing. There's oh, no my God. Re- I love her music. Yes, there's no reason why the that the shop. whole headline, like, it could be like a whole festival situation. It's like, yeah. it, it, it should have. be. Yeah. Because it, isn't it a whole weekend? Like, depending yep. on where it's at, it's a whole weekend? Yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not really understanding, like. Because you know what? What's going on? Yeah. They right. just want profits. They know Ariana Grande is going to bring them the biggest profits. Girl Gaga. Oh, you're right. I mean, she's still on her shallow wave, though. True. So, I mean, she Forget could that. whip out the fame monster, you she know? She could perform shallow. Forget that noise. Girl, get over there and perform. Honestly. <laughs> do you what know, you got to do. right. Applause. I'll probably right. pay to see Lady Gaga, to be I quite oh, honest. Oh, yeah. Old school uh, Lady Gaga. Duh. Right. <laughs> no, Dev, you know who I am. Like, I get wishy-washy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like there's so many opportunities to have these LGBTQ artists headline these shows. Why not utilize that? They're Money. there. They're waiting to be booked. Book them. Mm-hmm. But period. Then I think about how like Kaylani. <coughs> period. <laughs> I'll go. <laughs> Haley Kiyoko. We talked about her. Come on, come on. I mean, that was the coming out anthem right there. That's what I'm saying. Like, come on. You know, run me my check when you do hire all these artists, by the way. But come on. But I was thinking about how just in like Hollywood in general, how they don't they won't use somebody that's in the LGBT community to play like a gay role. Oh, girl, you're going there. All right. And it, it just shows that it's just not like it's in almost every aspect of it's, our life. Like they want they want to tell our stories, but they don't want to hire us. And that's been a thing for forever, and it's annoying because there's so many, like I said, there's so many LGBTQ artists, actors, act- mm-hmm. they, they're waiting to be booked. They're waiting to be hired. Hire them. Nobody's going to tell your story better than the person who live it. So I don't understand why you just can't hire LGBTQ. They're waiting. Legit at Broadway. Mm-hmm. They're waiting. <laughs> Broadway. At your local San campus. San Francisco. Right. At your local campus, right. <laughs> corner store. They're waiting. Book them. The corner store. <laughs> Book them. Visibility and representation. Right. Book them. Yes. <laughs> Period. Huh. All right. Everybody's just so quiet. Yes. Where? What you mean? Where? Like, just like certain people that have the platform to do, but they're quiet. Yeah. And I'm not understanding because I know if I had a platform. I'm Speak sharing whatever. Up. Right. I'm saying whatever. That's your responsibility you have. I you mean, have granted, to make people uncomfortable for there to be a change. Right. Yes. That's right. If you're comfortable, nothing's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Ellen Page has been uh, using her platform to really speak up. She did. Especially with Vice. Mm-hmm. Especially with Vice. And did you guys see her show? Uh, when she what was uh, Gaycation? Yes, I most definitely did. You didn't watch Gaycation? No, I don't even think I heard of it. Lovely. Um, so moving on, Terry Crews. Oh boy, <laughs> what happened? Let's not talk about him. <sighs> I'm scared. All right, so Terry Crews, he we gonna just drag him real quick because he tried me. 
of all people. So the, the, he responded to, well, he didn't try me personally. Figuratively. Okay, whatever. Okay. Um, so Because <laughs> Tasha was about to go right, shoot right, him right, up, right, bang, bang. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So you know Ter- me. So Terry Crews, he responded to a lady who was, who was speaking about like a male's trauma or whatever. And he was basically saying like, as a woman, you sh- you don't have the right to speak about man's issues. But I was like, Terry, go, girl, go, just go, mm-hmm. whatever. But then he started. Then they started talking about parenting. And let me get the link up, so I could get the full. So, so I could get the sock full, yourself in your I mouth sure and your mouth so much. <laughs> <laughs> so I could get the full on quote because it pissed me the hell off. Explorer. Can Wi-Fi? Thank you. My nose itch. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. Cause my nose itch. Yeah. Are you going to scratch it for me? Ooh. No. Um, yeah, so a woman who goes by the name of Dorica Purnell, uh, she criticized Obama's remarks that he made about black men and how to be successful, whatever. And then he was just like, it bothers me that this op-ed was written by a woman about how boys should be taught to grow into successful young men. How should she know? And I And I have a response to that because... Women are the main one raising y'all dudes. Mm-hmm. Period. So of course she knows. Mm-hmm. Wait, let's not address that. Men don't get raised; they get coddled, nurtured, and coddled. That's mm-hmm. it. That's true. They don't get raised. Mm-hmm. So of course she knows as a woman how men should grow because she probably have to deal with a lot of you fuck niggas. Okay, we're gonna wait. <laughs> bleep bleep bleep. <laughs> we have a red button for a reason. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. He decided, then he said, the tree, I repeat, women cannot speak with us, just not, can speak with us, but just not for us. And then he said also, he keeps on tweeting, just shut up. He (laughs) said, I've reiterated many times that same sex couples, first off, why bring us into it? We didn't do anything or say anything about you. Leave us alone. Um, I have reiterated many times that same sex couples and single parents can successfully raise a child, but I believe parental and maternal love are like vitamins and minerals to humanity. No matter where you get that paternal or maternal love, my purpose is to give paternal love. What? And then somebody said, love is not gendered. A child will not starve with only one gender, gender loving them. And then he said, but they will be severely malnourished. What is he talking about? What is he talking about? I can see. Huh? No, no, no. Like, what do you I'm see? about to. I can see if he was saying, in the sense of like, there is certain things that only a woman could teach, like a female child, like how to take care of yourself when you're on your menstrual cycle, things like that. But I'm not understanding where the love thing is coming at because at the end of the day if you love somebody you're going to show them respect mm-hmm. you're you're naturally going to show your child what love should look like like right. so i'm just not i'm just confused i mean i can mm-hmm. see that mm-hmm. i i don't have a vagina i will never have a period i can only know <laughs> so much about periods but i'll never experience one so i'll never like truly understand it so there's only so much i could ever teach my daughter, if I have a daughter one day. Yeah. Well, I think it's important for children to have representation of all kinds. Right. Yeah. So there's that. But as far as, like, love, 
Uh, first off, Terry Crews, leave us alone. I'm confused. <laughs> you went through your whole entire thing where the LGBTQ community supported you when he was um, sexually assaulted by that producer or director. Mm-hmm. Somebody in public, up top. Yes. And public. Like, he was backed by the LGBTQ community because people was calling him gay. People were calling him a faggot. Like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We supported him. So, I don't know why you feel the need to talk about us now in this whole conversation that has nothing to do with LGBTQ. What the parenting, like, where did parenting come in at? Right. With right. the whole entire article. I'm not. Maybe because. I, it really I mean, has nothing. It was like, I, I looked know. at it like really quick before this. It was mm-hmm. something about like, I, I think it's about like black boys who don't have fathers or something like that. I'm not. I don't know. I'm just not understanding but, at all. Terry Crews, just shut up. And <laughs> I get where he's trying to come from. I like, but I felt it because he's huge mess. Because he did say like, he did acknowledge like it doesn't matter like if your parent is single or if you do come from a same sex relation mm-hmm. relationship household or whatever but i'm they I'm, may not know the but then elements. it kind of sort of like uh but they will That's like the thing what's the word called where you like what you say something and then I can't think of it. You, like, say something, but then you follow up with something that's, like, but, and then it's, like, well, why would you... A rebuttal? Contra- no, contradict yourself. Yeah. So, that's what he We're basically not did. we here at WKNJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm a psych major. I don't really <laughs> Words. They're things. Continue. So, yeah. So, like, he kind of sort of contradicted himself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you gave them respect, but then you was, like, okay, but no offense. <laughs> you're saying something offensive if either either the way you worded it i don't know if your message got lost somewhere but you just didn't make no sense sir like just shut up right just shut up <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about don't talk just about it <laughs> and leave us alone i'm tired of every <laughs> single every single time lgbtq has nothing to do with anything they get brought into the conversation <laughs> like leave us alone i've I'm really not understanding. Yes, this has nothing to do with us. Like, you can reflect your insecurity somewhere else, Mr. Terry. That's Terry his is. insecurities about the sexual assault. Ooh. That's what that is. That's Ooh, the reflection. Girl. That's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a can of worms you just. Yeah. But that's the reflection. That. We're going to keep that closed. Mm. I'm going to close that can of worms. Right. Go back to like parenting. <laughs> but like, I'm even like parenting, like that's, or like raising a child, like it's not just like mom and dad it's not just dad it's not just mom it's not just dad and dad or mom and mom it's like 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 you have outside support like i can't say that i was just raised by my mom and dad Mm -hmm. i was raised by my mom my dad my brother my sister my other sister uh, by like the schools i went to by the friends i had honestly Mm -hmm. they helped me grow and learn so it takes a village to raise a kid right it's not just having a mom and a dad like that's not what's most important it's about having loving people around especially especially especially, well i'm saying especially because nine times out of ten your mom and dad is working throughout the day who are you with you're with your friends you're with the cheat you're with the teachers the janitor people (laughs) who you really wouldn't think makes like an impact on somebody's life but like they're the people that also make sure like your day is going going as smoothly as possible right so you can't just say Oh, mom and dad is raising me. No, mom and dad are like nurturing you, mm-hmm. and yet they're they instill their morals and their values onto you. But then there's also the people in the outside world that's that really has the most effect on you. Like, right. there's the I personally, I personally, when I think about this, I think about 
how like we all go through like traumatic things that our parents don't even know about our yeah. friends may know or somebody that they wouldn't even think no like and you don't you don't share that with them and and then i don't like when parents go i don't know where i went wrong raising you but it's like you didn't do nothing wrong you you gave me what you you supplied me with what you want me to know. I'm gonna supply myself with what I want to know, and then at the end of the day, I'm either co- going to combine that together or see what you did right and wrong, and see if I can instill that into my life or whatever. But you cannot dictate truly how a person comes out mm-hmm. because you, you have you, you're your own person. Right, and there you go. Beautiful Good. said. Right now. Thank you, Naya. That's how we're going to end up the show today. Mm-hmm. Any final thoughts before we go? Shut up and drink your water. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go. Um, I'll say be yourself. Mm-hmm. Simple. Be bold. There you go. Join PRISM. Our first meeting is potentially uh, <laughs> Tuesday. I'm going to get the real date. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Tuesday, March 19th. 11 to 12 a.m. in the Human Rights Institute. P.M. 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 Don't Girl. come at a.m. That's <laughs> also, wear what you want. You don't need a mom and a dad. You just need love. What else were we talking about? Gay icons. Only support the gays. <laughs> we need to support the gays. You go. Also, make sure that you use your privilege wisely. Yes. Use your platform, too. Your there privilege you and your platform. There you go. So thank you for listening to The Devon Hour. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, I was thinking about doing an episode on women. So that might be is it, it is Women's yeah. Month. It is Women's Month. Um, I had this discussion with my mom. Should I do a black women's episode and a, just a women's episode that includes everybody? Or should I just do that? How about we do like a women's episode but different kinds of women at the table? Mm-hmm. So maybe one white woman, one black woman, one Hispanic woman. A mixed woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just just all kinds of different experiences a woman, at a table. A old woman, a young woman. This would be, that's going to be an interesting episode. Yes. But yeah. Where are we going to find all these people at? I know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Period. There you go. So thank you for listening to the Devon Hour, and we will see, well, you will hear us next week. And also stream everywhere. We're <laughs> everywhere now. <laughs> go ahead, stream us. Spotify. Mm-hmm. iTunes. iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. <laughs> Cast box and that fifth, that sixth one. I'm <laughs> really unsure which one it is. What is it? You had a lot of time on your hand. Period. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> bye bye now. <laughs>